Welcome to our Trails to Empowerment podcast. We hope to inspire you with stories of empowerment, personal transformation and adventures in the wilderness. Here, we overcome physical, mental and emotional challenges every day to make a difference in our own lives, the life of others and the world. So we hope that this episode will encourage you to live your life remarkably. In this episode, we will talk about the importance of whitebark pine in the South Dakotan mountains as a key species. And we hope you enjoy it. My name is Fenya, I'm 26 years old, and today I'm going to read my blog story, Whitebark Pine, a key species for ecosystems in the South Dakotan mountains for you. In nature, everything is intertwined and connected. Nature doesn't know separation of boundaries. One element flows into the other and has a greater impact than man would see with the eyes only. Mutualism, a type of symbiosis, is my favorite example of connection in nature. It describes a close relationship between organisms that is mutually beneficial. The Chakotan Arc that hosts the South Chakotan Mountains contains 10 biogeoclimatic zones and is a biodiversity hotspot of BC's interior. 15 out of 25 big game species inhabit this area and their populations are the indicator for functional ecosystems. The most well-known species of the South Chakotan is the grizzly bear. For surviving the cold winters in hibernation, grizzlies need food sources that are high in protein and fats, and most of us have seen images of them catching salmon in the rivers. Since the carpenter dam was built, the river flow has been cut off and there is no more salmon available to the bears in this area. Nevertheless, we counted over 250 individuals in our area, sometimes raising as many as four cups which is very unusual for grizzlies and is an indicator for an extraordinary nutritious food source. But what can be that rich in protein and fats to feed a grizzly bear saw and her four cubs? It's the seeds of whitebark pine. Whitebark pine is a conifer tree, up to 29 meters in height, mostly common in subalpine terrain of western Canada and the western USA. It's the highest elevation pine tree and often found right at the tree line on steep slopes and its shape almost looks like it's creeping. Whitebark pine seeds weigh an average of 180 milligrams compared to 3 to 30 milligrams for the seeds of other trees in whitebark pine forests. 52% of this weight contains fats, 21% proteins and 21% carbohydrates. This unique combination of nutrients is what makes the seed a perfect food source for the grizzlies. But the question is, how does the grizzly bear open the pine cones? Well, they don't. Here, the story leads back to symbiosis. The Clark's nutcracker has a mutualistic relationship with the whitebark pine. The seeds are its preferred food source, and as he cracks the pine cones open, he disperses the new generation of whitebark pine by burying them under the ground. Red squirrels have evolved a similar relationship with the whitebark pine. They harvest the seeds and bury them in caches under the ground. They are very protective of their food cache, but there's no chance to protect the nutritious seeds from the sensitive noses and shovel-like claws of grizzlies. The grizzlies smell the pine seeds in the caches of the Clark's Nutcracker and the squirrels and take their share of this unique food source. All three species benefit from and highly depend on the reproduction of the whitebark pine. So how can whitebark pine be so successful in their reproduction, 
even on dry south slopes? Again, the answer is symbiosis. Mycorrhiza is a symbiotic relationship between plants and fungi. The fungi that live in the soil disperse in a single shared layer, and one organism can cover an area of several, several kilometers. The fungi attaches to the root of the whitebark pine and gathers essential nutrients for the tree, such as nitrogen and phosphorus. In exchange, the tree supplies carbohydrates from its reserve to the fungi. All these characteristics make whitebark pine a key species for the South Dakota area. But the populations are not as stable as the ecosystem requires. There are two main threats for whitebark pine. The first is the mountain pine beetle. The second is whitebark pine blister rust. The mountain pine beetle invades the tree through the bark of the pine. To tap into the vascular tissue where the sugar reserves of, of the tree are stored, slowly sucking it dry, leading to the death of the tree. White pine blister rust is a fungal disease that has been introduced to Vancouver in 1910 with dramatic consequences for the whitebark pine. Combined with invasions of the mountain pine beetle, the mortality rate of whitebark pine adds up to 50% in affected areas. So is there a way we can increase health of the whitebark pine populations? Yes, there is. When we learned about the importance of whitebark pine and the threats of local populations, we decided to cooperate with the Whitebark Pine Ecosystem Foundation of Canada. Randy Moody, director of the foundation and passionate plant ecologist, organized research trips into the areas of the South Dakotans to collect data on the regeneration and growth rate of local whitebark pine populations. Last year, in September 2019, we hiked up to the El Dorado area with three conversation with three conversation volunteers and Randy to estimate the current health state of local tree populations. Randy introduced us to different coniferous trees and pointed out the key features to identify whitebark pine. He showed us examples of the white pine blister rust and the mountain pine beetle so that we can estimate the health condition of individual trees. Randy had established a transect with high population numbers on different elevation levels the years before. Every 400 meters, we measured the diameter of marked trees, counted numbers of offspring, spring of several height categories, and estimated their health condition. The Whitebark Pine Ecosystem Foundation of Canada and the Wilderness Stewardship Foundation have collected whitebark pine seeds and replanted them in favorable habitat to increase their chance of establishing a stable population. The grizzly bear, Clark's nutcracker, the red squirrel, and many more plant and animal species depend on the health of the whitebark pine in the South Dakota mountains. Hence, it's critical to monitor their populations and take action to support their reproduction and establishment for maintaining the function of this key species in the South Dakota area. In my story, you can find a link about our whitebark pine research video. Do you feel inspired to take action and participate in hands-on conservation projects? Then visit our website wilderness.stewardship.foundation to learn more about how you can get involved in our conservation efforts. Thank you guys for listening to our podcast and being part of our community. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we've encouraged you to strive for the best. Please share the content that brought value to your life with others so we can inspire as many people as possible. We will keep you posted on our next episode if you signed up on our community website 
or follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Until then, have an amazing day.